3: I'm Jorge Ramos, and I welcome you to Real America Podcast. This is
2: a democracy issue.
1: Pues mis golpes, la verdad,
3: todos me gustan. A bilingual exploration on politics, culture, and social issues. Yo quedé como presidente encargado. Era vicepresidente de la República. Pero lo escoge usted. This is Real America Podcast with in-depth stories on issues affecting America and the rest of the world. México has a serious gun problem. The country is averaging 95 murders a day. Most of those murders are committed with guns, and almost all of those guns are illegal, trafficked into Mexico from the United States. Now, Mexico is trying to do something about it by suing American gun manufacturers in the United States. If we do win, they will continue doing the same. Y vamos a seguir teniendo muertos todos los días. Mexico recently celebrated its Independence Day with El Grito de Independencia.
1: ¡Viva México!
4: ¡Viva!
3: Nowadays, Mexico is also fighting for another independence: independence from gun violence and independence from arms trafficking. This demand, pues, son dos años de trabajo para que México ponga
2: en el centro de la agenda con Estados Unidos el tráfico de armas, la reducción drástica del tráfico ilícito de armas. Las empresas demandadas compensen al gobierno de México por los daños causados por sus prácticas negligentes. El monto de esta exigencia será determinado en el juicio.
3: The Mexican government estimates that there are 13.5 million unregistered guns in the country and they are used to commit tens of thousands of murders and millions of crimes each year. But buying a legal gun in Mexico is extremely difficult. In fact, only several thousand Mexican citizens have gun permits. And all of them buy their guns here, in Mexico's only legal gun shop run by the Mexican army. So, if it's that hard to buy a gun in Mexico, how did so many of them getting to the country. U.S. gun manufacturers supply bulk orders to U.S. wholesalers, who then resell the guns to licensed gun dealers across the country, with an increasing number of gun shops popping up in border states. Some gun dealers don't even have a store. They're known as kitchen table dealers because they sell out of their homes, cars, online, or at gun shows. Drug cartels get the guns by using a straw purchaser who buys a large volume of guns on their behalf. It's like when an underage teenager asks an older cousin to buy him a case of beer. Once the cartels get those guns from a third-party buyer, they smuggle them south into Mexico, behind the backs of U.S. border agents who are looking in the other direction, trying to stop drugs and migrants heading north. The Mexican government argues that the gun distribution system is porous and weakly regulated by design to facilitate the illegal trafficking of $250 million worth of guns into Mexico each year. ¿Cree usted que la violencia en México es culpa de Estados Unidos? Yo creo que no es eh, algo que tenemos que decir de quién es la culpa. La realidad es que las
2: drogas que se consumen en los Estados Unidos es parte del problema que tenemos que criar la, la, la la violencia. Las eh, pistolas y carabinas, como le dicen, que vienen del norte aquí, también es parte del problema, ¿no? Entonces lo que se requiere es que Trabajemos con el gobierno mexicano, el gobierno de Estados Unidos, el gobierno mexicano, para solucionar las,
0: los problemas de la seguridad. En Ford creemos que ya sea que estés bajo el foco de atención o bajo tu propio techo, que tengas 90 minutos o 9 horas, que estés empezando cambios o un largo viaje, fortaleza es hacer todo, como si el mundo entero te estuviera mirando. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford.
1: Aloha mamá, ¿dónde andas? (ríe) Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro con mi unidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima te cuento cómo voy con el surf. Y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí, okay? Te quiero
2: mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning! No,
1: seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now.
2: But you actually need to say,
1: like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Com I'm
3: Jorge Ramos, and you are listening to The Real America Podcast. Vamos a con toda y vamos a ganar el I recently had the chance to interview Ion Grillo, a journalist living in Mexico and a leading expert on Mexico's gun problem.
4: I, yeah. I wanted to ask you about the lawsuit. How big of a deal is this? I think it's a, a big deal and a solid strategy. One it brings attention to this issue. I've seen more news coverage in the last month over this than I have in the 20 years I've been uh, running around Mexico following this violence. Um, But the second uh, reason I think it's important is that if you see some of the big changes in the United States in certain industries, like tobacco, like big pharma, it hasn't been politicians who have made those changes. It's often been in court cases. Can we blame American guns and firearms um, for the violence in Mexico? There's various factors in this problem. You know, it's not a single blame. Um, I think if we want to try and really change things with the violence and say, this reality cannot be allowed, we cannot allow the level of murders of 35,000 murders a year in Mexico. We can't allow, you know, over 10 years, more than 300,000 corpses. Um, That, you know, that should not be acceptable. But there's various problems go one is the issue of this firearms trafficking and the fact you have this iron river of you know two million guns coming over the border to these extremely violent cartels should not be acceptable but also mexican government has a lot to answer for i mean you've got to ask why is there insane levels of corruption? Why is there armed groups moving around you know, the countryside? Why are there generals and secretaries of public security accused of, of drug trafficking? That has to be answered as well.
3: Are there practical consequences of this lawsuit? Is, is something going to change? Or is it does the Mexican government just want to make a political
4: point saying, it's not our fault, it is your fault? They had Fast and Furious, in which American agents watched more than 2,000 firearms be trafficked to Mexico. So that was terrible, and for 10 years, this issue wasn't really touched. I think Marcelo Abroad recognizes that this is an important issue and something which you can address. Now, as well, it does give certain people in Mexico you know, a certain card of saying, well, it's not our fault. It's the Americans' fault. They're buying drugs they're laundering money, they're selling guns, it's their fault when it has to be, you know, a joint responsibility.
3: Que que su estrategia de abrazos y no balazos ha sido un verdadero fracaso. Están los muertos, están todos ahí. Eh,
4: nosotros tenemos eh, dificultad para eh, reducir como quisiéramos el delito de homicidio.
1: Pero I
4: think I think very clearly uh, when uh, President López Obrador first took power and he had this discourse of hugs not bullets, reconciliation, the war is over. I think very, very clearly that has failed. Um, you know, when we see not only the total body count of, you know, 35,000 murders a year, but also extreme incidents like the people in Culiacan rising up 700 gunmen to confront soldiers, like the massacre of a family in Sonora. You know, continuing violence every day. We can see a failure of that. Um, the problem is, though, that's a failure, but what is the solution? And is it's, you know, it's one of these, it's something resembles an armed conflict that you can't win and can't pull out of easily, you know, so so what do you actually do? And then we have to, you know, you need some kind of comprehensive way to tackle this, this violence. Jan, are the cartels winning right now? Is there anything positive? It's it's very hard to be optimistic, you know, covering this. I've I've been here 20 years and it's very sad that when I was covering things like Nuevo Laredo in 2004, some of the the, the, the babies then are now the hitmen of today. Um, So it's this kind of generational thing. Um, But I do think this has to end sometime. I, I do think this period of violence in Mexican history, there has to be an end to it. I think one interesting thing, is if you look at young Mexicans now, um, you've got about half of young Mexicans going to university. You've got a very educated population coming up. Are they going to change this? You know, when they, are they going to come? You know, you've got people with different ideas. So I think we've got to move from the change of opinions now to the real change in policy as we have to find a better way of policing, administering uh, drug taking in the drug industry. I hope you're right. Jan, thank you so much. No, no, a ti un abrazo muy fuerte, Jorge Gracias.
3: Thank you for listening to the Real America Podcast. You can discover the best Univision podcast on the Euphoria app or on univision.com flash podcast. This ends today's episode of the Real America Podcast. As always, thanks for listening.
2: Funciona.